I think back to when I first got the idea to pivot to coaching. And while it's so easy to connect the dots in hindsight, that doesn't mean it felt easy at the time. So while much of the industry talks about pivoting your business as if it happens overnight, I'm here to share a decidedly different story. I'm talking about what pivoting my business really looked like, the decisions involved, the challenges along the way, and how ultimately it served me better than I ever could have imagined. My hope is that this episode allows you to embrace where you're at in your journey, whatever that might look like, and stay in belief that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And if you're in your own pivot, I know it will serve you so deeply. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my simple shifters. I am so excited to be coming to you today with episode number two of the Owning It series. This series is near and dear to my heart, and I am just so excited to peel back the curtain and share more of the things that I am afraid to tell you. So today we are talking all about my pivot from my design business to my coaching business and what that actually looked like. So I think it's absolutely beautiful that I am recording this episode today because I am full in my one-on-one coaching practice. This is so incredibly exciting. This has been such a long-time goal of mine, and I am just feeling all the feels that I am so blessed to be working with the clients that I have the opportunity to work with. It is seriously such an honor to be their coach. I am so freaking proud of myself for staying in the game long enough to see that happen. I think that so often in business, we think that we should be further along. We think that we should be seeing more results. We're frustrated that it isn't happening fast enough. And while I've definitely had those thoughts at different points in my journey, I never gave up on the goal. And I think that that is just such a point of pride for me. And I am just so incredibly proud of myself for continuing to do the mindset work and believing that I would eventually reach my goal if I continued to show up, if I continued to serve my clients beautifully, if I continued to work toward that goal. So I think this is just such beautiful evidence, no matter where you're at in your journey currently, that even if it doesn't look exactly like what you think it should in this particular moment, that does not change the goal. That does not mean anything about your ability to reach the goal. It does not mean anything about how long it quote unquote will take. If anything, that has been so, so evident to me because I've really seen that snowball effect happen and how 
easily the last few clients have flowed in. And I think that a lot of that came from focusing more on the journey and really relishing in the experience of where I was at currently, rather than placing so much pressure on getting to a certain point in my business, on getting to that quote unquote end goal of being fully booked and getting there and all of that, right? All of that can feel really pressure filled. And I noticed that as I took a step back from that, as I really said, okay, I'm not going to focus on getting there because where the fuck is there actually? (laughs) Because there's always somewhere else to go in business. Every single milestone I've hit in business, there's always a next step. There's always a next thing, right? So when I really released that pressure to get there, to get the results faster, to make it happen, to get further along, to make more money, like all of the things it became so much easier to celebrate where I was at currently, to relish what was in front of me in that current moment. And quite honestly, that was when everything started to feel easier. That was when things came with a lot more ease because I just wasn't putting so much pressure on it. So I think that's a really valuable lesson here. And I hope that that really helps you to embrace where you're at in your journey, to really know that you are in the exact perfect place where you are meant to be in this moment and that you have such an opportunity to enjoy that right now rather than making yourself miserable in the process because goodness knows I've been there. So just celebrating that so, so much today. I'm so freaking excited. I do expect that there will be a spot opening up in about a month or so. So if you are interested in securing that spot, please reach out, grab a clarity call, or go ahead and book my Sincere Sales Coaching Call. I absolutely love those. So you can do either of those and we can see about getting you that spot so that you have the support you need to move toward your goals and achieve your own goals faster and with more ease. So I am celebrating that today. Thank you so much for joining me in that celebration. Feels so freaking good and ah, just such an amazing feeling. So that being said, I am talking today about that pivot, right? I'm talking about the journey to getting where I am today, exactly what that looked like, how I made myself so wrong for that along the way, (laughs) and how I probably could have made it a whole hell of a lot easier (laughs) than I did. So that is what I'm looking to share with you. And whether or not you are in a pivot of your own or you are just looking to see more results in your business, wherever you are, I know that this episode is going to serve you so beautifully because we all have our own business journey. So no matter what that looks like for you, I really think these mindset shifts that I'll talk about today are just so valuable and so applicable. So I really had this perception when I started pivoting toward coaching that this was something that would happen overnight. I think that this was around the time that courses were really big, right? So this was when we started to see a big boom in courses. It was when a lot of people who had had a lot of success in their online business started to teach courses about how you could do the very same thing, right? So at that point, I had this conception that you basically just put something online, you launched it, and it became wildly popular and wildly successful. 
So you can imagine how from the way I was viewing it, I was like, well, why would I keep designing when I can just like put this thing online and I can teach people how to do what I've done and I can just launch it. And that's that. That seems like so much less work. Like I'll just go and do that thing. Right. So that's not exactly, (laughs) as we all probably know from experience, that's not exactly how it works. You don't just put something online and then all of a sudden people are banging down your door to buy it. Shocking, I know. But that was kind of how I was thinking about it. So I was like, oh, it would be so amazing if I launched Future You and I got all of my clients and they all started at the same time. They all went through the program at the same time. So I, it was an open and closed launch and I knew when I was enrolling people. Now, I had not been building an audience. I had not been talking about coaching. I had not been marketing coaching. I can poke so many holes in this. It's not even funny, right? But I really thought that it was just something that would happen overnight, right? Like I would just decide that I didn't want to do design anymore. And then all of a sudden I would be a coach. Now, little did I know how much mindset work stood in my way from actually making that happen. There were so many imposter syndrome thoughts that came up. There were so many barriers to that. There were so many things that I just had to work through on a personal level and that they were all like mindset challenges. I mean, really, I think it all goes back to mindset and It was just so devastating to me that this pivot did not happen overnight, right? And I remember when I hired my current coach, that was really the moment when I went all in on it, right? So when I talk about, you know, not getting clients for five months, that is the point at which I'm talking about. So like the point at which I had hired her, gone all in on it, decided that I was going to pursue coaching, decided that I really needed that one-on-one support to when I got my first client, right? So I remember being so angsty on that call about on that like first coaching call that I didn't want to be doing design anymore and I wanted to be coaching and it was just miserable and blah 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 right I had so many thoughts around basically how quote-unquote bad it was that I was doing design and I think this is hilarious now just like looking back on how my journey unfolded and (laughs) I remember this moment where she just looked at me and she was like, honestly, if you want to get to the point at which you are coaching, you need to learn how to hate design less. And I was just like, like, why? Can't I just do the other thing, right? But it was such an important mindset shift for me because really to get into the energy of what you're looking to attract, you need to not hate it and be miserable every step of the way, right? Like it just doesn't work to be like hating what you're doing day in and day out, be angry that you're not doing something else, be annoyed about it, like all the things. And then also wonder why it is that the thing you want isn't showing up for you, right? So that was just such an important mindset shift for me because I really had to embrace the fact that like I was going to be designing for a little while longer, right? And when I made that shift and granted, there was a lot, there was a lot there, right? Like I've talked about having the 3 a.m. panic attacks about money. I've talked about how I wasn't sure where the next client was coming from because I wasn't marketing myself at the time. Like 
there was a lot there that made it so much harder for me to ultimately show up in the coaching business and market and get clients that way because there was so much gunk that we had to clear out in order for me to really take those actions and take those actions in a way that felt good. So I remember making myself so incredibly wrong for this because I really feel like the industry paints this picture of like, you just pivot your business. You just put up a new website. You just like start doing the other thing and then it magically comes together. And I'm not saying necessarily that that can't happen, but I am saying that that was not necessarily my experience of it. And because of that, I made myself feel really wrong for that. I felt so much shame around the fact that like the coaching business did not take off right away. It did not have a website. And then all of a sudden people were banging down my door to hire me. It did not unfold overnight. And I thought that was really how it was supposed to happen. I thought that it should really happen that quickly at a snap of my fingers. And then I was really disappointed when it didn't happen that way. So again, so much of this goes back to making myself wrong for things. And when I was able to shift that, it really, really did help me to be more in the energy of what I wanted. It helped me to focus on the actions that were going to bring me closer to my goal rather than making myself miserable in the process of that pivot, right? So the pivot ultimately took years. It was not a overnight thing. Like I still have a design client that comes back from time to time that I'll do work for because I love her so much and she's amazing. But like, that's a one-off thing. And ultimately that serves my clients beautifully too, because I work with a lot of clients who are designers and pretty much all the inquiries that I get at this point, I forward along their names. So it really has been this like beautiful unfolding that has happened. But I think that for a long time, I just made that feel so wrong because I was like, why do I still need to design? Like basically the story I had in my head was like, I am not a successful coach because I still have some design work. Right. And I can see so clearly how I could have made myself right in the process and that could have been totally okay, but that was like a mindset shift that came so much later. It was not something that happened like in the early stages, let's say, right? I think it's also important to point out that I was running, basically running the Airbnb single-handedly at this point. I mean, Brian helped out as he could, but he has a day job, right? So I was the one talking to guests, being hospitable, doing the cleaning because we live in a remote location. So that fell on me as well, right? So I think that there was this way where I definitely had a split focus. And I think that that was almost necessary because I know that I am one of those people who would have freaked the F out if I didn't have income coming in while I was paying the coach, while I was trying to get my coaching practice off the ground while all of these things were in the works. And that was like another thing that I made myself wrong for was having those secondary sources of income, right? So because the income was coming in through the Airbnb, because the income was coming in through a design retainer client that I had, 
it felt like those things almost disqualified me from the coaching work that I was looking to do because in my head, I was so sure that if, if this business was going to be successful, then I felt like I shouldn't have to have those secondary sources of income, which is ridiculous. I honestly think that's ridiculous. And I look at that now and I go, isn't it beautiful that I was so committed to the goal of getting my coaching practice off the ground that I was willing to do those things, that I was willing to continue to run the Airbnb, that I was willing to get the design retainer client, that I was willing to continue doing what I needed to, to keep my mindset in the place it needed to be so I could continue to work toward my goal. So in my mind now, I'm like, that was so amazing. And I am so proud of my past self for staying in it and sticking with it because that meant I was even more committed to the goal. That meant that I knew that this was going to happen on such a level that I was willing to do these other things until I got that result. And honestly, this is where I think that entrepreneurs shoot themselves in the foot sometimes is because we think like it can only show up in this one way, right? It can only show up as income in the coaching business for me to feel like this business is doing well, right? Or it can only show up through, you know, getting X number of clients or whatever that looks like for you. And the truth is when we can zoom out on that, when we can start to see the bigger picture, that is so permission giving, right? Because the truth is sometimes we need a secondary source of income to get the business going, right? It's so mind boggling to me how we do this to ourselves, right? Because a lot of startups have funding. A lot of startups have an initial investment, right? And yet for whatever reason in the solopreneur space, we think that we should have to do it without having some sort of initial investment, without having to have a source of secondary income. And I just don't find that to be true. I think that if anything, having that stability while you're growing the business, while you're going after the dream, while you're going after the result you ultimately want, shows how committed you are to making it happen because you're not willing to let your mindset go to that place where your basic needs are at risk, right? And that's not to make that wrong either, right? I know that some people really thrive in that environment. I know that some people really thrive when they know that they have to do X, Y, Z and get X result because otherwise there will be consequences. I am not that person. I will be completely honest with you. I know that I will freak the F out if there is not money coming in, right? And that's just something that I know about myself. So that awareness is so, so key because that was ultimately the perspective that allowed me to let money come in through those other sources while I was looking to build the coaching business. So ultimately, that was a long-standing design retainer client that I absolutely love working with. And that was what made that possible. That was what created that stability so that I could build the coaching business. Now, 
That's not to say that it didn't come with its fair share of challenges. And I think that's important to point out too. I really believe like split focus does yield split results. And I learned that from my coach, Lacey Seitz. I love her. But she just, you know, was so helpful during this time because I had that support, right? So I remember at one point I told her, I'm like, oh, I just don't know how I'm going to balance it. Like if the coaching business really starts to take off, then I'm going to have to hire a junior designer. Like, how am I going to do all these things? And she was basically like, that's not what's happening right now. So we can, we can take a step back. But basically she was just like, you know, you'll just trust yourself to figure it out, right? Like you'll just trust yourself to know when you need to make that shift. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to know what you're going to do when you hit that point right this second. And that was just so permission giving for me, right? Because I think I felt like, oh, well, I need to pull the rug out from under my feet so that the coaching business has more time that I can dedicate to it. And so that, you know, I am like showing I'm fully committed to it or like whatever was going through my head at that point, honestly, like (laughs) I can't even remember, (laughs) but I think that it was just, it was so helpful for me to understand that I could have that stability while I was working toward what it was that I wanted. So I remember being so afraid that people would find out that I was a designer first when I first started the coaching business, so much so that I created an entire website devoted to coaching, took it off of my design website, which it was originally on, and told myself that like they had to be separate. No one could know I was a designer because I had somehow convinced myself that they couldn't live together on the same website, that it was confusing, it was a different audience. I don't know, maybe some of that is true, right? But like, I've definitely seen designers launch coaching offerings and it's gone fine, right? So I think that there is, there was so much mindset stuff there. There were so many mindset challenges, but I was just so afraid that coaching clients would find out that I was a designer first and that they would not want to hire me, that they would say, oh no, she's like not a good enough coach because she was a designer before, therefore I won't hire her. Like this was the story that was going on in my head. Now, What I had to own there was the fact that I was a designer first. (laughs) And it is hilarious to me that I did not want people to know that because it was as if I had convinced myself that the design business was a failure because I didn't know how to market my business, right? And I can see now clearly that was really the core problem, right? The core problem was it was built on referrals that always felt like it happened on a whim. I was never sure when the next client was going to come in. And that felt very variable and very unstable and something that happened outside of me, right? So I was really quick to make that wrong. I was really quick to make the entire business wrong because of it. And it's just not true. Like that was actually a really successful business. I was landing 10K website design projects and it was amazing. Like my clients were going on to be featured in amazing places. It was just so beautiful. There were so many good things happening in that business. It was profitable since day one. Like all of that was amazing, but I couldn't see it because of this like one misconception I had about how it should have looked. And that was just ultimately what like held me back from really embracing 
how successful that business was, how amazing that business was, how incredible it was that I built that up from scratch. Like all of that was incredible, right? So that was the part that I really had to own in order to convert more on the sales front. That was the part I really had to embrace because coaching clients wanted to know where I had been, like what I had done, how they could relate to my success, how I was going to help them. Like all of that was so incredibly important because that was ultimately the reason that they were hiring me, right? Was because they wanted those very same results. They wanted to book 10K projects. They wanted to be there, right? And as soon as I started owning that, then the sales came so much easier. As soon as I started telling people about my past, as soon as I started embracing that first business and the journey and what it looked like, all of that just made sales come with so much more ease because I finally started to own the thing that made me the coach that I am. And that was a really, really, really powerful shift. So what self-love got to do with business? Friends, I'm finding that it's absolutely everything when it comes to growing a business that is both profitable and fulfilling. And I want that for you too. So with February being a month devoted to love and with self-love being my word of the year, I'm offering you an opportunity to get big results in a whole new way. Because I get it. I know that investing in yourself and your business can feel like a stretch. But if that's where you're at now, then this is the exact opportunity you've been waiting for. For the entire month of February, I'm offering all new pay in full future you clients the opportunity to work with me for 20% off my base rate in exchange for a 20% revenue share paid monthly. Now, let me explain what that means. Essentially, for every dollar you make in gross revenue through our work together, I make 20 cents of that. So for example, if you make $1,000 in a given month, then I'd invoice you for $200. This is a truly incredible way to work with me because that's over $1,000 off the upfront cost, and it means that I only make more money when you make more money. If you're ready to shift your mindset so you can own your expertise, put yourself out there, gain visibility, and close more sales so you can truly thrive, then I invite you to get a taste of what coaching with me is like on my free 30-minute Sincere Sales coaching call. Grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales before this limited time offer is gone. I remember in this process of doing less design and doing more coaching, there was always that little voice in the back of my head that says, well, what if it doesn't work, right? And that was really ultimately my biggest fear. I was so afraid that I would make this pivot to coaching. I would build up this business. I would show up more than I ever had before. I would market it and then it wouldn't work. And then no one would hire me. And then I'd never get any clients. And then I would wish that I hadn't ever left design, that I hadn't gone on this cute little detour of mine, that ultimately people will be like, yeah, I mean, like she could have been really successful if she just stuck with it, you know, like design seemed like a good thing. Like she went to school for it, right? Like I had so many stories around what people would think if the coaching business ultimately didn't work out, if I didn't get the kind of results that I was really looking to create in that business. And ultimately, I really had to make peace with that. 
I see this come up a lot with clients where they're like, but what if I can't get more clients? But what if this business never works? But what if I'm doing this for years before I get the result, right? So those fears can show up whether you're pivoting your business or whether you're just trying to embrace where you're at in the journey, right? But what I found was that I just had to decide that it was going to work. And I know that that sounds really simple and really straightforward. And I know that it is not always easy, but I almost had to decide that I was unavailable for that thought anymore, that I just could not continue to be on the hamster wheel of what if it doesn't work, right? So that was when I really decided it's going to work, right? It's just going to work. I'm working with a coach. I have support. I'm showing up more than I ever have. I'm getting clients more than I ever had. I'm doing the things like I am committed to showing up for as long as it takes for it to work. And that was such a powerful shift because it really allowed me to get out of that mental spiral of like, what if this is the wrong path? What if this is the wrong thing? What if this is the wrong business? And just be like, you know what, if that's true, I'm just going to figure it out. I just trust myself to figure it out from there. And I think that that was just such a beautiful thing because the actions really did come with a lot more ease when I made that shift. I have this conversation with clients too, and they'll come to me and they'll be like, but what if I fail? And the conversation we have there is you only fail when you quit. You only fail when you give up. Ultimately, if you keep working toward the thing that you want, it's almost impossible for the result not to eventually show up, right? It's going to show up at some point. Will, Will it be a month from now? Will it be a year from now? Will it be two years from now? Will it be five years from now? And so on. Like, I can't answer that part, right? Like, I think that the universe has this beautiful way of meeting us halfway. And I think that in hindsight, a lot of the results that I wanted happened a lot faster than I think that I thought they would, right? I know that when you're in it at the time, it can feel like it's going to take an eternity. And then when you look back in hindsight, you're like, eh, I mean, it was a few years. Was it really that long? And I think that that is just, that's such a gift, right? Because that means that, you know, it never really takes as long as we think it's going to when it feels like we're in that moment of this is going to take forever. And that is just so, so important to recognize because it allows you to shift out of that feeling that much quicker and start taking more actions that are in support of what you actually want. So another thing I want to talk about here is this idea that the grass is always greener on the other side. I can tell you having pivoted from design to coaching, it looks different. I think that everything really, truly does have trade-offs, right? And I think this is a really important conversation to have because it's just about which trade-offs you are willing to accept, which trade-offs you're actually okay with. Because I could be in the business that I am now and I could be like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. I have all these scheduled calls. My calendar is booked, blah, 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 right? 
or how I really feel is that that is just a trade-off of having the business that I have now and the business that I love supporting other women in shifting their mindset and growing their business, right? But I think that there's a way in which sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much better when I pivot from design to coaching, right? And it's not necessarily quote unquote better. It's just different. It's just the business that I wanted to be in. It's just the business that I wanted to have. It's the business that like fills me and that I love, right? So I think that, you know, when you can recognize that the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side, it really helps you to embrace where you're currently at. It really helps you to say, okay, it's just going to be different over there. It's not necessarily going to be better or worse. And I think this is kind of a hard concept to wrap our minds around sometimes, but like I have days where I miss design. I have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be so nice just to have a full day just to like play with a color palette and some type and just explore what that would look like and not have any calls on my calendar. But does that mean that I don't want to talk to my clients that day? No, of course not. Like I still love my clients. I still want to show up and serve them. And I'm still so honored to be their coach. But it doesn't mean that there aren't still times when I'm like, oh, like design was so lovely because I would have those long expanses of time. Yet when I was in design, I remember thinking, oh, it would just be so nice to have calls on my calendar. It would be so nice to get that kind of human interaction. It would be so nice to feel like I'm doing more fulfilling work and I'm really helping other people to build their business in a meaningful way. So can you see how like on both sides of that, you can really make yourself wrong? And I think that this is something that happens whether you're looking to pivot your business or whether you're just kind of looking at what everyone else is doing because I think there's this sense of comparison that comes in where you're like, okay, it must be better over there because they just filled a group program or they just created a passive offering or they just, you know, did this thing. And it's so easy to compare where they're at to where you're at. But when you can recognize that things aren't necessarily better over there. It just has different trade-offs and different challenges. And so what's most important is you feeling fulfilled in the work that you're doing, that you really feel like you are on the path and the journey that you are meant to be on and that you are embracing this specific journey that is meant for you. All of those things are so much more fulfilling than looking at what everyone else is doing and thinking that they have it better, right? So I think that was another thing that I recognized in this pivot was I kind of looked at it with rose-colored glasses. I looked at it from this perspective of like, oh, but like, wasn't it nice in design when... The same way that when I was designing, I was like, oh, but won't it be nice in coaching when, right? So you can do that both ways. It's a total mind fuck. <laughs> so I really encourage you to step outside of that. Really consider that it isn't necessarily better. It's just about what feels good to you, what works for you, and know that every journey has its own set of challenges. So I hope that this episode gave you a heavy dose of permission to embrace where you're at now. I think that that was the thing that made the biggest difference for me in my journey was just reaching this point where I had to stop making myself wrong for the path it took to get here, right? I had to stop making myself wrong for what it looked like and 
really release the expectation that I had on myself for what I thought it should look like. When I was able to do that and really embrace that everything seems to happen in exactly perfect timing, and it is always amazing to me how the dots can really do connect in hindsight, It was just that much easier to get the results that I was after. And even if nothing happened other than me feeling better about that journey, that would still be a win, right? I think sometimes people are like, oh, but like, I'll just hustle my way there or I'll just get there. I'll just make myself wrong until it works or whatever. And like, I mean, sure, like you can make yourself feel shitty to get to where you're going, but like, is that ultimately what you want? And I think that the kind of aha moment for me was just like, I was making myself fucking miserable because of how I thought it should look. I was making myself so wrong for how I thought my pivot should have gone down. And then I felt even more wrong for it when it didn't look that way. And when I was able to release that, when I was able to let that shit go and say, you know what, this was the way it transpired. And ultimately, I serve my clients on such a deeper level because I had these challenges. And I honestly don't think I would have changed it as challenging as it was at times, as much mindset stuff as I had to work through, I ultimately believe that I am the coach I am today. And I help my clients through those very same challenges because of the experience that I had. And that is the gift here. Like when you can get to the point where you're like, that was so incredible. And it probably happened even better than I could have planned it because all of these dots connected and all of these things happened to allow me to be the person, to be the coach, to be the business owner that I am today. That is so freaking empowering. So that is what I really, really hope to impart to you today. I hope this helps you to stop beating yourself up on your own business journey, to stop making yourself feel bad for not having results faster or not being further along, and really just to give yourself that permission to be where you're at right now and know that everything will happen in exactly perfect timing. All right, friends, I will be coming to you next week with the third episode of the Owning It series. I will be sharing even more things that I am afraid to tell you. If you are loving this series, please do me a favor and share it out. I would absolutely love to get this into the hands of as many people as possible. And if you are ready to break free of the stories you have around what your own business journey should have looked like and own it and really, really own the things that make you the incredible business owner that you are today, then I invite you to share the things that you are afraid to tell us using the hashtag I've decided to own it. I will be checking those out. Please tag me. I will be reading, encouraging, sharing all the good things. And I am just so excited for you to feel more empowered on this business journey. All right, friends, have a great week. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. 
And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. For continuing to do the work, continuing to do the mindset work to believe that I would... (laughs) For continuing to do the mindset work, hold on, how do I want to say this?